new data says that Netflix remains the most popular SVOD, but that it might not stay that way. Password sharing curbs could cause 18 million to cancel. Listen on to find out if it will happen. This is Endscreen Noise. My name is Colin Dixon, founder and chief analyst at Endscreen Media, and today is March 30th, 2023. Today I'm going to be reviewing some data from a couple of sources which help us understand how the SVOD industry is doing in the US. I'll also discuss data suggesting that 80 million Netflix subscribers are at risk of leaving the service if higher prices and password sharing curbs are enforced. Yeah, that's 80 million, this data suggests. It's a big number. But before we do that, do you want to get up to speed on the fast market? You need to watch my new class, Getting to Grips with Fast, a primer on free ad-supported streaming TV. Now, whether you are new to the market or immersed in it, we've got you covered with this class. I start out by defining all the key terms and listen, this is a very confusing market with lots of overlapping terms and I'll define them for you there. I then explain how the market grew so quickly, reveal the superpower of each of the top fast services and tell you where the market is headed. Now the class leverages the latest data, putting it in context so you'll leave understanding the dimensions of the fast market, why it got that way and where it is going. So why don't you head over to the Endscreen Media website and go on the analysis tab and find the posting for this podcast, which is Endscreen Noise Password Sharing Curbs to Cost Netflix 80 Million Subs. And you'll find the link right there at the top to the class. Okay, so let's get back to our main topic. And I'm really tapping into two data sources for this discussion. The first is a new thousand person survey of US US adults by Forbes advisor who used a one poll, uh, a market research company to actually field this this one person, 1000 person survey in the US. And I'm also going to be using a smattering of data from Parks Associates, some of it coming from their latest OTT video market tracker. And this data actually looks at broadband homes in the US. And what I'll do is I'll include links to the data on my site on the analysis page um, where this posting is, as I said before. So just go find that posting for in screen noise and you'll find the link to this, uh, the free resources to find this data. Uh, Oh, and while you're there, why don't you sign up for the end screen media newsletter? So the first thing that both Parks and Forbes agree on is that SVOD is now the by far the most popular form of pay TV service in America. Parks says that 87% of US internet homes have at least one streaming video subscription. And Forbes says that 86% of people in their survey say they pay for more than one streaming service each month. So uh, a little bit confusing, although that sounds about the same. It's a slightly different basis. But I think the thing that we can take away from this is that SVOD services are now by far the most popular type of pay service in the US. Uh, In fact, SVOD is approaching the penetration of cable TV in its heyday. 
back in 2013, 88% of US homes had a subscription to cable, satellite, or telco TV. And today, that's slipped to 52%. And uh, by the way, we're forecasting that traditional pay TV will fall below 50% this year for the first time in decades. So as you can see, whether it's the 87% of US internet homes from parks or the 86% of people in the survey from Forbes, we are definitely approaching the similar similar sort of penetration as pay TV in its heyday. And actually Forbes goes on to say almost half of the people in its survey, 48%, had three or more services. Get that, three or more. So that's that's a pretty interesting statistic right there. So that looks like not only does everybody have a pay T as an SPOD service, most people have at least three. Now, in that data from Forbes, they suggest that Netflix is still the most popular SVOD service in the US. They say that 24% of people said in their survey that they use Netflix the most out of all the services that they have. Now, the next most popular service was Prime Video, but get this, it was only the most popular source for 10%. That's way under half of the amount using Netflix. Uh, And actually, one of the big surprises in that data, 7% said they used Apple TV Plus the most, which is more than Disney Plus with just 5%. I think that's really amazing. Apple TV Plus has really been struggling, but it looks like their idea of investing only in very high quality shows really seems to be paying off. I mean, after all, Disney spent five times more money on content in 2022 than Apple did. Apple spent a rumored six billion. Disney says it spent 33 billion. Now, of course, that's spread across all of Disney's D2C services, but still, that's a huge difference in spending. And so Apple is definitely seeming to get a lot more bang for its buck in the D2C space. But anyway, I, I digress. Let's get back to if Netflix is still no, number one. Now, Parks says that Amazon Prime Video surpassed Netflix as the number one SVOD service in the US in 2022. It actually said that Prime Video has surpassed Netflix in the number of paid subscribers. Now, that really pulled me up. What do they mean paid subscribers? Put your hand up if you subscribed to Prime specifically to get access to Prime Video or if you signed up for Prime Video alone. I bet not many of you listening to this put your hand up. You really cannot compare Prime Video with any other SVOD service because everyone gets it as part of a Prime membership. You really don't sign up for Prime Video. You sign up for Prime. That's a big difference and means that it's really not a fair comparison to compare a Prime video user or quote subscriber with a subscriber to Netflix. They are not the same things. People don't subscribe to Prime Video for the same reason as they subscribe to Netflix. 
So I really think Parks need to pull their socks up here. They need to revise their top 10. Either they go by subscribers and omit Prime Video or go by active users and include it. Either way, I think you need to, they need to get that sorted out. Okay, so let's get to the password sharing curve bit. So before we dive into the data that Forbes, Forbes put out, um, let me, let's talk about exactly what Netflix says it plans to do about password sharing. So the company really plans to take the issue on in two ways. Firstly, it says it will begin charging subscribers extra. Now, they haven't said how much. I've got a feeling it's going to be in the three to four dollar range, three to three to four dollars a month range. They're going to charge extra to use the service at a second location. Uh, though they do say that members will be able to use it while traveling. Not quite sure how they're going to enforce that, but you know you can get pretty sophisticated these days with figuring out which device is doing what. So let's assume that they can actually do that. So there you go. You're going to be charged extra for a second location and you won't be able to have a third or fourth. Secondly, it says it will disable access for users not residing at the primary or secondary locations. Those disenfranchised users, those people that are going to get cut off, they'll be offered the chance to subscribe and migrate their viewing history and preferences to the new account. So if you are using uh, your uh, a friend's account and you had your named profile on their account, you'll be able to take that name profile, all of your viewing history and migrate it over to this new account and in fact Netflix has already provided that tool they already have that tool in market and uh, the good news here for those people that are being cut off is that they don't have to come in at $12 a month or $16 a month they can actually take Netflix's new price reduced ad supported tier at just $6.99 a month I think this is a pretty smart move by Netflix to make sure that they had this cheaper option available before they introduced these curbs. So there you have it. Two things. One, you're going to be charged for an extra location, uh, but only be able to have one extra location. And two, anybody that's using it from a, from a different location other than the primary residence is going to be cut off and offered the opportunity to subscribe directly. So Forbes asked their survey group if they would cancel an SVOD subscription due to increased prices and regulations. That was what they asked. And actually, they didn't just ask about Netflix. They asked about a whole bunch of services. Well, what they found was 35% of their survey group said they would cancel Netflix if they had to pay more and there were these increased regulations. But interestingly... 31% said they would cancel Prime Video. Now, once again, I'm not quite sure what this means since most people would be cancelling Prime to get rid of Prime Video. But uh, anyway, we'll set that aside for a second. And interestingly, it was a very similar number for other services like Disney+, Plus, HBO Max, Hulu. They were all in the sort of 25 to 30% range of people saying that they would cancel if they got these increased regulations and increased prices. Now, based on 
how I understand Netflix rules and charges, if someone paying for the service uses it, they actually do use it, they're not just paying for it for uh, maybe a relative or something, I just don't understand why they would cancel. It's really cutting their nose off to spite their face. If they do nothing, they won't see any price increase. Now, they will have to put up with listening to relatives complaining about not being able to access the service anymore. And those relatives might be leaning on them to see if they can get them to pony up and pay for them, particularly if they're kids at college or something like that. That's definitely something that's going to be a decision. But they won't have to do that and they won't have to pay more for their subscription. Why would they cancel? Now, there is the issue of those people with a second home. They will see an increase. They'll still have to pay three or four dollars or whatever it is that Netflix ends up charging for this second home. But honestly, how many people does that really impact? Well, I, I checked out data from the National Association of Home Builders, and that's only about 7.5 million homes. They say there are about seven and a half, maybe eight million homes in the US that are actually second homes, somebody else's second home. So that's a very small percentage. All in all, I really don't think, while the 35% number sounds pretty scary, I really don't think that anything like that will cancel over these password curbing measures that Netflix is bringing in. I doubt that anything like 35% will cancel. Possibly 2 to 5% maybe, but they're bound to pick up some subscribers from people that have been cut off because they're actually proving that they like the service, right? Because they're actually using it. So they do see some value and they do have a much lower price tier that they can subscribe at. So I've actually done, I've done an analysis of this and convinced myself that Netflix is actually going to make a bunch of money by bringing in these password curbs. But I guess uh, we'll have to wait and see if that's actually the case. Whatever I doubt very much that we'll see 35% or 80 million cancelling. I'd be surprised if it was as many as 2 or 3 million, at least in the US market. So Netflix is still the most popular service in the US. SVOD has achieved a penetration almost as deep as cable and satellite and telco in their heyday. And... No, I don't think that anything like 80 million people will cancel Netflix over their password sharing curbs. If you would like a rough transcript of this podcast, stop on over to the Endscreen Media website. You'll find it posted on the Analysis tab. Just look for the latest Endscreen noise. And you'll also find some diagrams that I think you'll find very helpful in understanding some of our discussion today. So stop on by the Endscreen Media website to find that information. And while you're there, why don't you sign up for the newsletter? We'll see you again next time. This podcast is the property of Endscreen Media, all rights reserved.